Welcome to WNW World News of the Week. We're your hosts. I'm Maya. And I'm Dad. And this is the show that gets the conversation started in your home. And, and this week we have two special guests. We have Connor and Eamon. And what's awesome about Connor and Eamon is that they are logging in from where, guys? North Carolina. Um, and, yeah. yeah, and they're our first remote kid guests. We had Uncle Zach on as a remote adult guest and guest. And um, they're our first multi-generational uh, friendship guests because I know their grandparents' parents quite well and my parents know their grandparents and et cetera, et cetera. The world go- I know your uncles and aunts. The world goes round. Um, yeah. So really happy to have such good friends on the show. So say yeah. hi. Guys. Thanks. Uh, I'm Connor. It's great to be here. Uh, I'm Eamon. Thank you guys for having us. It's oh. really fun. It's our pleasure. Um, okay. And let's talk about a, f- a few bureaucratic things before we get started. So, um, stay tuned for questions at the end of the show because, like, we're supposed to get the conversation going. So now we're giving you a way to do that. Um, um, okay. And then what else? Uh, we have no sponsors, as we know, because our reach is well, it's global, but it's also you know we're we're, we're growing the audience. So, yeah. so we make up our sponsors for now. Um, who wants to go first here, guys? Um, I'll go first, I guess. Um, my sponsor is our dogs, Winnie and Finnegan. Eamon? Uh, my sponsor is our toaster. Your toaster. Solid. Your toaster, it should have a bigger advertising and marketing budget. It should sponsor more things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mine is warm weather. Okay. Yeah. Warm weather. Okay. Not, not, not much of a sponsorship budget there either. Mine is, um, turkeys uh because it's thanksgiving they didn't ask for it but man are they getting it today let's 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 actually let's do a little um let's do a little uh, trivia here before we start a show how many turkeys do you think the average how many turkeys do you think americans are going to consume today on thanksgiving in millions in millions like like i'm going like five i'm going like seven maya i'm going six I'm going 45. Oh, my God. Five million turkeys will be consumed today. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, okay, so, Maya, do you want to do? Um, Connor and Eamon, you're our guest. Can you do the honors and introduce the show topic to us? Of course. Uh, this week, we're going to talk about all of the energy going into the push for electric cars. Right. And I think um, the topic itself obviously relates to the environment and the perilous state that the environment is in right now. Um, and most client, climate scientists would agree that we need some urgent action. And there's a belief that by moving to electric cars that we can get there. So um, yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll see if we can help solve the climate crisis on today's 15 minute podcast. Uh, so guys, now Maya, we just, we just bought a car. It's not electric. It's not an electric car. Um, and you know, there's there's a lot of pressure from the from the kids to buy an electric car. Why 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 do you think we didn't buy an electric car? They're too small. Yeah. Yeah, they're really at this they're point. They're really small. They're and a little. There isn't really a, a big SUV electric car at this point that's big enough for our family of five. And and mm-hmm. uh, and yet that feels like if we you do believe they're saving the environment, that does feel like kind of a little weak. Um, what about you guys? How, how do you guys feel? Do you, would you guys insist that your parents get electric cars? So our parents, actually, we have one electric car and one hybrid. So I don't really qualify to answer the question, but I think like 
four years ago or whatever, I would have said yes because the environment's pretty important to me. It's it's like the whole world. Eamon, you're 10. You're going to be driving in six years. Do you think that you would want to get an electric car when you when you finally get a driver's license? I mean, I'll take one, but I would kind of prefer to get a hybrid, to be fully honest, because I feel like well, as long trips, those can be more useful than an electric or just a gas car, because on shorter trips, you can use electric, but if you're running out of electric, you can switch to gas. Why? So I would prefer a hybrid, but yeah, I would also take an electric car over a gas car. I think that in six years, there are also probably, like, I feel like everyone's going to have an electric car, or at least most people. And so, I, and there are going to be, like, bigger ones and tiny ones, and, like, we're going to be a lot further along with electric cars. So I think it's definitely going to be a little bit different. That's a great point. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, okay, so, Maya, where are we with electric cars? You're talking about the future, which is great. Yeah. Where are we with electric cars today? Um, there are approximately 3.5 million EVs on the road compared to two... 280 million traditional cars. There are now 135,000 yep. um, charging stations in the U.S., and many people charge at home. In 2023, for the first time, there were more than 1 million EVs sold in the U.S., and 6 million were sold globally. In the U.S., EV sales are still under 10% of all car sales, and that includes hybrids. Okay, so we have a big push to build electric cars today. You have the older brands like Ford coming out with, with trucks. Uh, you have new brands like Rivian that didn't even exist five Tesla. years ago, Tesla maybe 10 years ago. Um, so Connor, what is the government doing to encourage manufacturers to make more EVs? So a little bit over a year ago, the Biden administration passed a law that um, reduces the tax paid by manufacturers if they so long as they mine for battery components in the u.s if they make the actual batteries in the u.s and if they build the cars in the u.s okay so you're talking about what was called the inflation reduction act and you're right um and i actually tried to read part of that act this morning and tried to understand the tax implications of it and I think I could spend my entire life reading that act and trying to figure out what it means for in terms of taxes. But I think you're right. What, it, what they did is they created incentives for manufacturers to build batteries and to build cars and to build all the components of those cars um, with the idea that if they can get more people building those cars, then maybe they can get more of them on the road. Um, okay. So you're a great answer. And... Um, the government isn't just pushing companies to make more, right? They're trying to encourage buyers like like us uh, uh, to, to, to buy those cars. Eamon, what are they doing to get more families to buy cars? The government is giving people like a tax deduction of up to $7,500 if they buy an EV, which really helps, in my opinion, because you want to save when you buy something like that. Right. So... I think the I think maybe we talk about this at some point, but the average car these days I think is around maybe like sixty five thousand dollars or something like that. The average EV, and so that's like giving you you know a little more than ten percent off of your car. So they're trying to get the manufacturers to make more, and they're trying to give you a reason to buy, buy more. Okay, so guys, do you think it's working? Like you know, what are the what stories the, the what story do the numbers tell at this point? For the manufacturers, yes, it is working. 
Lots of car companies have been making more EVs in the U.S. because they want the, the tax benefits. But for the consumers, it doesn't seem to be working yet. People aren't buying a lot of EVs. The thing is, it's it's supposed to be a long-term process, so even though it isn't working yet, it's only a year in, and it's probably too early to tell if it'll really be effective for consumers. Yeah. Right. We talked about some of this actually already when Eamon was talking about how uh, how he'd maybe want to get a hybrid right now, but you know, what are some of the reasons why EV sales aren't taking off at this point? Well, I mean, they're really expensive still, even right. though with the tax deduction, and people are also worried about how far they can go because if you there aren't many electric car charging stations as there are gas stations because if you if your car breaks down because it doesn't it can't go as far then you're going to be really screwed because you can't find many charging stations for it so you'd be stuck right um, yeah, that's called that's called range anxiety right people have anxiety when they're driving the car cuz they're worried they're not going to get from point A to point B I think that's that's going away as people, as there are more and more charging stations. But um, you know, I think it's still a tough thing to take like a long road trip on. Yeah. I think, I think also, um, you know, just things like the economy is slowing down. Uh, interest rates are going up. That's just a, 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 a to simplify. It just means that the cost of borrowing money to get a car has gone up, and so um, you know, people are less inclined to buy a car because it's costing them more in interest. Okay, so Maya. What do you know about EVs? Are they actually better for the environment? Some say yes, some say no. One reason that, might, that it might be no is Google says the use of minerals including lithium, comblat, and cobalt, cobalt um, and nickel, which are crucial for modern EV batteries, requires using fossil fuels to mine those materials and heat them at high temperatures. So it takes a lot of fossil fuel to make electric vehicles, which is kind of ironic. Um, and right. it takes fossil fuels to make electricity because coal powers a lot of electricity generators. At Harvard, a student and a professor um, studied the issue and declared that EVs are dirtier to build but cleaner to drive. They said that the typical EV needs to be travel needs to travel thirty thousand to seventy thousand miles before it becomes more environmentally friendly. It takes most people two to five years to drive that far. So it could actually be more environmentally friendly to buy a gas-powered car if you don't drive very much. And many Americans trade their cars before five years anyway. But if enough people think that gas-powered cars are better, then they're not. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it's better to make no impact than a bad impact. Okay, I see what you're saying. So I think I think, I think um, something interesting there, it's like, you know, your gas-powered car is it's 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 really hard to know i mean it's really hard to know what your footprint is overall because we you know, take into account how much gas it takes to like ship the car from north carolina to massachusetts and and you know there are so many inputs that go, that go into these but it seems like what maya was saying at the end there is that over the long haul if you're driving for a very very long time a battery power car is, is seemingly is, is better i would say that someone once said to me you know what the best car for the environment is a used car. It's a car that you're not actually using all that energy to, to create one. Um, okay, so um, what about for consumers? Um, Eamon and Connor were talking about how consumers are getting these benefits, they're getting tax breaks. Is it is it better for the consumer to have an EV? EVs cost over 10000 more, like $10,000 more than gas-powered cars on average. So the edge goes to gas there. 
but the average American spends about $2,000 on gas per year, and the average American with an EV pays 30 to 50% of that. After three years, the average American will be paying $6,000 for gas, but electricity will be $2,000 to $3,000. That's a th- th- uh, $3,000 to $4,000 difference. So it seems that it may be more expensive on average to buy and run an EV. $10,000 more to buy and saving three to th- three to $4,000 running it. It's important to note that it, that a lot of that depends on where you live and what gas and electricity prices are like. Right. Like there's a big generalization because it might cost more in the Northeast to have gas or electricity. So it's hard to be general like that. Um, okay. Electric cars are unsurprisingly a very political issue because Joe Biden has pushed cars, pushed electric cars hard. Connor, can you share what like some of the Republican candidates are saying about electric cars? Sure. Uh, Republicans are saying that one, EVs are too expensive, and two, um, they uh, there's coal mining jobs are being taken away or lowered, uh, according to Donald Trump, and building an electric vehicle takes two-thirds the workers as building a traditional gas-powered car, which takes away many people's jobs. Uh, And they're not, most Republicans aren't as worried about climate change, so they're not that interested in the concept of electric vehicles. Right. And Eamon, do you know what what would happen if a Republican who was against EVs were elected? Well, if, I think it depends on the situation. If Biden was able to keep the initiative going for long enough, it might then it might be too hard for the Republicans to repeal it. One of the smart things about Biden, the Biden plan is that a lot of the companies who are building EVs are in the red states, so Republicans won't want to upset the people who vote for them by getting rid of the plan. Okay, great research, Eamon. Uh, I think we've we've talked about, let's see, the supply side, the demand side. We've talked about the politics of it. Um, I don't know, does this, now that we've examined the issue, would you still want your parents to buy an electric car right now? Uh, Connor. Yes, um, because we're in a state, North Carolina, where the power grid is very clean. It is, I believe, 60% like clean energy and 40% coal or fossil fuels. If we were in like the Midwest where the power grid is much dirtier, I think my answer would be different, but. Okay. Eamon, what do you think? I'd say what people are worried about, their car breaking down, that wasn't, you can't, that's a really bad situation if that happens. But I would, like I said earlier, I would prefer to have a hybrid because I believe they're, it's bigger and it works for road trips and it's still good for the environment. So I, put, I would prefer a hybrid. But Yeah, my, my, do you think maybe, does, does Eamon encourage you? Maybe we should have got a hybrid. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I want a really big car. So like if we're going to get a tiny Tesla, even though it's electric, I think that Don't maybe. get a Tesla, get like something a huge big. Car. A huge electric is like what I want. Okay. Let's think of questions to keep the conversation going in people's homes. Okay. Um, what would need to happen to get your family into an electric car? We should discuss that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Any any questions car. from you guys to keep the conversation going? Uh, sure. Uh, are you in an area where an electric car would really be helpful for the environment? 
That's a great question. Okay, any others? If you if you don't have an electric car, would you want one? Why or why not? And if you have one, would you buy it again? Why or why not? Okay. okay. Um, um, our word of the week this week is incentive. And incentive is a thing that motivates or encourages one to do something. Google's definition. Great. Google's, I thought that was, I was really proud. I thought that was your definition. No, it was Google's definition. Okay. Guys, we are so lucky to have had you on the podcast. Thank you so Would you guys do this again with us? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime. anytime. This was so fun. It was great to see you guys and, um, and happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm.